This is exactly right. It's me, Roz. Okay, I got a good old-fashioned ghosted episode for you today, because I'm talking to someone that knows the shit. I am talking to one of the leading paranormal investigators in the field today from the TV show Kindred Spirits, Adam Barry. Adam was on a couple months back with Amy Bruni, who he co-hosts the TV show Kindred Spirits with, and I love them both. It's my first time just having a chat with Adam by himself, and he is very funny. We had a great time, and um, we talked about eBay dolls, but I put that part on Patreon this week, patreon.com slash rosdresfelez, link in the description of this episode. And I'm also... um, yeah, I'm still doing weekly podcasts on there on my second tier. And I've been doing this thing where who knows how long it's going to last, but I'm going in alphabetical order by American U.S. states and looking at the weirdness and paranormalness of each state. And oh my God, it's really leading me to like way more weird, like Alaska, weird, Arizona, freaky deaky, um, so it's been really fun, and I'm learning a lot. So you could go check that out if you want. I don't have... Okay, also, my little ghost story thing that I told last week, There is, there's still more to the story. I'm going to hold off just a little bit before I share much more, just because, like, we're, we're still seeing what, what shapes out. I think it might be done. Ugh, I don't know. I talked to a medium friend of mine who was like, oh, it's just somebody who's just like trying to get your attention. So I was right. I think I was right. Um, it's, you know, nothing evil, but I'll have more to report, I hope. If not, I'll just conclude it soon. Anyway. Okay. Also, uh, my email, ghostedbyroz at gmail.com. I don't know how this happens. I guess somehow when you say your email publicly or I don't know which one of you signed me up for wiener enhancement pills or whatever. There's so much junk mail. There's somebody named Steve that says they're Steve Harvey. I don't know if it's that Steve Harvey, but like messaging me about car insurance and shit. Like Steve Harvey hosts like 18 TV shows. That's not who's emailing me about insurance or whatever it is. There's just so much junk in there. So I apologize um, that like good emails are getting lost. But please keep sending me your ghost stories. Um, subject line, I think, helps if you put, like, if you have a story that you want me to read, like, write it out all nice. Like, not too long, but, you know, a decent amount of, of detail. And just write, like, I got a ghost story for you. Or, I don't know, something in the subject line. Something with the word ghost in it. And um, if you want to be in a listener episode, which I think would be fun to do, just write listener episode in the subject line. And then just give me bullet points of some of the stuff that we could talk about together. 
that would be great. I haven't been reading ghost stories. I've pre-recorded a bunch of episodes for the next few weeks. Even today's episode, we recorded a couple weeks back. But I want to be reading ghost stories and or doing listener episodes. So send it on over. Anyway, let's just get into our conversation between me and Adam because it's fun. And yeah, I guess that's it. So without further ado, here is me talking to paranormal investigator Adam Barry. On with the show. Oh my God. Adam Barry is back. Hello, Adam Barry. I am here in the flesh, drinking my coffee, ready to talk all the tea. How are you? I, the last time you were here was um, with Amy, and you guys were talking about your new season of Kindred Spirits, which is now fully aired. And um, and now I get I get to by yourself. I know this is exciting. I I'm good. Season six was aired. It was one of the best seasons that we have ever done. It was so well received. People are clamoring like the second the finale aired. The next day, people are like, when's the next season? And I'm like, girls, we have to go out. We have to go out and, like, film it. We can't just, like, th- produce it out of thin air. But it's it was really great, well-received. And um, uh, I feel like I just talked to you yesterday, but it's been at least six months, right? I know. It was, Maybe? like, December or something, the last time we know. talked. It's been – are we still in a pandemic? I don't know what's happening. Time time does has no meaning. And time is I no know. <laughs> I know. I can't keep up. But when t- every time I talk to somebody that like just did some a bunch of ghost hunting. Do you say ghost hunting? How do you feel about that word? I mean, I honestly don't care. I mean, I guess it doesn't matter to me. We aren't hunting them. We aren't phys- we are looking for them. So I think investigating ghosts is more appropriate. Until they create like an actual like Ghostbusters gun that traps them in a box we're not really <laughs> hunting them i caught me a big one i got a big ghost it's got 16 at horns i mean i think i don't know it seems very i say whatever you say whatever you want to say ghost hunting paranormal investigating sometimes if i'm writing something i'm like how many times am i going to say like supernatural exploration or paranormal investigation or mm-hmm. ghost hunting i mean there are there's only so many ways you can label what we do i guess for people i feel like it just like rolls off the tongue like ghost hunting like i don't know i just i just like i always say that but yeah i was gonna ask you it's like when when somebody goes supernatural investigating a bunch i'm always like do you have any new theories or and did you did you gather anything from your experiences this last time where you're like, wait a minute, now I'm starting to think this might be real or like anything of that nature. For me personally. Yeah. Um, or was it the same old ghost doing the same old ghost thing? It never is. Look, it's never the same old, if it were the same old, we'd all get bored and stop doing it. You know, it's like, they got to reinvent themselves. They're like share. Yeah. I mean, I think, Cher's never dying, by the way. She's just, she's probably already a ghost and living her life and we don't even know it. Literally looks younger than me. Yeah, she like did some sort of incantation spell at one point and she just always exists. Um, I think, you know, obviously the more that we do it, sometimes the less that we know. Like you have a, you're like, okay, I have a grasp on whatever 
the situation might be, but it's always a little different. And you don't know why it's a little different, you know, like, you know, for the, for season six, there was an episode where um, we were at the fee house and there was a mother daughter in the house that we found out that they were in the house together there. They had a crazy relationship. Uh, they were uh, Christian scientists and the mother died from injuries sustained uh, because she got her dress caught on fire uh, before a wedding and she didn't tell anyone and they weren't going to go to the doctor. So she just went to this wedding in pain. And by the time the family realized that she was, had burned half of her body, it was too late. And, you know, she succumbed to her injuries. Then a year later uh, there, the story is there was an argument between the daughter and her husband and some family members. And the daughter ran up these stairs, grabbed poison, drank it on the steps and died. Now, some people believe she did it on purpose because she was saying, I'm going to prove to you that I will be saved by God. I don't need any medical thing like, you know, mm. and then some people say it was an accident. But whatever it was, this family was very rich and affluent and they kept it under wraps. We discovered during the investigation that neither the mother nor the daughter knew that each other were in the house in a spirit form like in a ghost form. The daughter was in one side of the house and the mother was in the other and they never crossed paths for some reason. And so we sat down and did the Estes method with the spirit box, you know, listening to the spirit box blindfolded across from each other. Amy sat across from me and I, and she used the Frank's box. I used the spirit box and we said, you know, talk to us, have a conversation with, with each other because you don't know that you're there and it happened. And the drama that comes out of the conversation is like, you know, we realized that they were talking to each other because the mother says, do you remember? And the daughter says, purple flowers. Again, this is just us hearing it out of the headphones, not knowing that we're having this conversation. We're just saying whatever we hear. And, and then the mother is like, you deserved to die. Because of what you did, you deserved what you got. Like it was literal family drama argument. Now I know. That, I, when I was watching it, I was like, this is a soap opera. It's a telenovela. It Seriously. Was, Drinking it, the poison, getting burnt. Everything. Everything. And so if that isn't going to blow your mind, I mean, you could be doing this for all. I mean, we've been doing this for a very long time. And there are things that really, you know, shock us. And that was one of them. It was one of those instances where, you know, Yes, things about it were the same. Like, yes, we were getting EVPs. Yes, they were communicating. But when we realized they didn't know that each other existed in the same space, we had to figure out a way to connect them. And we didn't know if it was going to work. I mean, when we finished that experiment, I remember taking off the headphones and looking at the crew who was standing there and they were like, just mouth open. And I was like, did it work? And they were like, you're going to have to watch it back. I mean, no one would tell us anything because they wanted to get our reaction, obviously us watching the the footage back, but yeah, I mean. So do you believe that they're like in different dimensions? Like, how do you, what is that? I don't know. I mean, I think there is, I just don't think they were aware of each other. I think they, for some reason, I don't know why, I, for some reason they existed in their own version of the house or in their own world and they didn't know that 
it's I don't know. I, I had a roommate like that where we just didn't ever cross paths. It was like you stay over there, I stay over there. Maybe the two of them, these two mother daughter, they got they put little post its on their yeah. food. You know, they just they don't. left. A- they left the rent check like on the kitchen counter. Uh huh. One yeah. of them to deposit. I mean, I guess so. I, uh, it is, it's weird. It's weird. And I'm glad things like that happen though, because if things like that don't happen, then it just becomes the same old, same old, you know? It's just, yeah. we're investigating. So uh, it was really cool. I mean, that was just one of many experiences that has happened recently that I, uh, literally i'm like wtf don't don't get it don't get it when's the last time you had a ghost experience that wasn't on purpose like out in the wild not not even not doing an event not doing a tv show just like you saw one something happened i don't know something like that that's a really hard question um Wait, my husband's chiming in. Oh, I was like, is that a ghost? Are we getting oh. one right now? I just heard a voice. Yeah, he's like, forget about this. Uh, yeah, so we were in, uh, we stayed in Salem recently. <gasps> I'm so jealous. Uh, That's like my dream. You have I'm dressed for it today. I'm looking like slightly witchy a little bit. Today. I feel like I look like not Wednesday Adams. I'm Tuesday Adams. I'm not quite Wednesday <laughs> yet. You're, you're like the craft light. Yes, I'm the craft cheese, honey. <laughs> You're like a single rapper. Um, yes. Um, I so we were at the Hawthorne because they they have a uh, they do a ball every winter. They do a masquerade ball, and it had it had been snowed out. And Ben and I, we you know we decided we we're going to go to when they rescheduled it. So we went to uh, the Hawthorne ball at the Salem. And we dress, honey, we looked so good. We had bought, we bought these, the the theme was chapters and verses. So you could come as any sort of like book character or whatever. And so we bought these paper mache handmade masks of, I was a wolf and Ben was a fox and they were made in Latvia. Cause so, you know, that fur was real. Oh, and wow. we wore faux fur coats and like velvet I wore a blue velvet tux and I would, there were people like, well, what are you? And I'm like, I am that wolf. I am that wolf <laughs> in every story that you've read. And Ben is that Fox. Okay. Okay. So we had dressed up. We had looked, we looked so good. And there was, Ben's going to have to like jog my memory. Are you talking about the orb? No, no. In our room where we both saw the thing on our edge of our bed. Oh my God. Okay. okay. So we had just got there. We had just got there and we were unpacking and I thought a pillow had fallen off the bed because I was laying there just relaxing. And I was like, oh, I was like, that pillow just fell off the bed. And Ben was like, oh yeah. And he turns and goes around the side and nothing was on the floor, nothing at all. And it it would just look like this white anomaly went from like the edge of the bed down to the floor as if, yeah, as if literally as if a pillow had rolled off the edge of the bed. I saw it, Ben saw it, went over to pick up the pillow and nothing was there at all. And we were actually, we were on um, we're on the fifth floor. So the whole place is haunted, but like the six, the top floors are like the most haunted. And uh, we, we were in one of the corner suites. So yeah, 
I was like, that's that was something that we recognized that seemed paranormal. Like I don't, it didn't happen again for us. Like nothing else moved, but it was something that caught our attention. And we were like, oh, that's really strange. Doesn't make any sense, you know? When you stay in a haunted place, I mean, how do you feel about that? My my thing that I say constantly is I don't want anything messing with me when I'm sleeping. Yeah. Um, I would say, I don't, I can't, look, I've been doing this for so long that like, I sleep, I just sleep. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I don't, cause people are always like, well, do you stay overnight at these bed and breakfasts that you investigate? And I'm like, we've tried, but what you get is literally eight hours of me sleeping and not being affected or disturbed by anything because I'm just, I'm asleep. I think uh, the only place that I've ever stayed where I was constantly aware of things happening was the Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, Colorado, you know, where Stephen King stayed and got his idea for The Shining. And Did you say in like a specifically haunted room? I, I, I did not know it, but yeah, at the time, I think it was 416 or 406, 418, I don't know. The, the one of the fourth floors, if you go up the staircase and take a left, it is like the fourth or fifth door on the right. And I I stayed there, but I remember just like, there was always little things happening and always some sort of activity. And I just fully aware of it to the point where I was like, you know, I don't like this. I wanted, I'd rather sleep and like relax. Uh-huh. It was one of those places where I felt that I wasn't comfortable going to sleep. Like I didn't want to, like I sort of waited until the sun would peak and I could see a little light and then I would go to sleep. Cause I was like, okay, cool. The haunting's over, but we all know that it happens all the time. It was really now it's supposed to end when the sun comes up. That's it's supposed, supposed to. to happen. That's the rule. Well, yeah. And it makes you feel better. So I think at that point I was like, yeah, I'm, I was like, I'm cool. I'm going to go to sleep. That was the only place I've ever stayed where I was like, I couldn't ignore the activity because it was so haunted, but like places like the Hawthorne and the, you know, like the Mount Washington, you know, it is what it is. It's going to happen or it's not going to happen. And I think, I think, you know, just go about your day and acknowledge it if it happens and then be like, okay, cool. I'm done. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm pretty sure this happened to me. I get confused, but I, maybe it was in the movie. But I was staying at the Stanley Hotel, and there was a hot lady in a bathtub in my room. <laughs> and then I went up to her, and she turned into an old hag. Yeah. Happens to all of us. I think, I th- I can't remember if it was real. I get confused. Um <laughs> Uh, I was riding my tricycle. You know, like I always yeah, do this thing. Blood where I ride. was coming from the just like gushing out, gushing the, right yeah. at me. Well, what's, what's great th- about what's great about the Stanley Hotel though is they have that movie playing. They have The Shining playing on repeat. See, I on, love that they embrace it. Yeah, that's what needs to happen more. Yeah. I love it, but I get I it. it. You know, like I get it. Like that. <sighs> I've only stayed one time on purpose in a haunted room and it's led me to never want to do it again because I was so on edge and I Mm -hmm. do believe that there was some stuff happening but even if there wasn't if you tell me it's haunted I'm gonna be constantly looking around and what was that you know well I think that's the problem it's like you have to learn how to turn off that 
that mechanism in your brain that's constantly looking for the worst. And we all do it. Like I'm constantly like panicky or whatever, but you have to sort of be able to turn off that section of your brain to be like, okay, uh, it's not, everything's fine. You know, it's just gonna, otherwise you're gonna look at every little thing as something paranormal, like anything at all. Like it could be the air conditioner, but you're rationally not thinking that. You're thinking, oh, it's ghosts because this room's haunted, you know? I've gotten better at that, but... Oh no, I'm not perfect. I um what I've gotten really better at is not thinking that things are all demons. Uh, yeah. Tell, tell me about demons. What do you think of oh, demons? Oh god. Okay. Well, do they exist? Do I think they exist? Sure. Yeah. I think there's too many like I think there's too many stories and uh information out there for them not to be real uh do i think a normal everyday person is going to interact with a demon no i think that's extremely extremely rare especially if you don't look for ghosts um there's good and there's evil right there's both there's good there's evil and if there's light and there's dark there could be angels and there could be demons so I think I think it'd be very rare for someone to interact with something like that, but I think it does happen. Have you ever encountered one that you believe? Um, no, not like that. I mean, there have been times I thought I have. I thought that something like that was going to be happening, but no. Uh, n- no. I mean, it's you. And if I can say no, then th- there's going to be a lot of people that aren't going to experience that kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, especially because you're like co- constantly looking for yeah paranormal activity. So yeah. it seems like it's pretty rare. I, it is very rare. It is very rare. And I think, you know, if if someone's saying they're interacting with them all the time, then I don't think that's true. I think, you know, everyone has their own. I just don't think, I, I think you will, I think you could experience it, but I don't think it's something that is going to happen on a regular basis. You know, it's something that has to be asked for. It's like something you have to want in a weird way, unknowingly kind of thing. Is there a part of you that wants to, nope. to find one just so you can nope. say you have? No? Nope. Nope. No, 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 no. Who would want that? No. People love no. to see people hunting demons on TV. <laughs> I know, but like, no, 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 no. Listen, say what you know about a demon. Like, say, say, like, that's real. Say, for instance, it's real. Like, for real, real. Who would want that? Like, the idea of that occurring is so intense to me. It's like, I, that is not something that I want to experience. And uh, no one should, honestly. Good God. Uh, It scares me. But... Mm -hmm. I really, the more that I have talked to people on this show, the more I'm like, I don't think it's, I'm not going to say I don't think it's real, but I don't think that it's common. And I think. Not common. No. I don't think that demons want anything to do with someone that's in a good mood or doesn't want any drama or like, I I don't know. I I think that if you're looking for it, maybe you'll find it, but I'm not looking for it. I think there are things that will prey on the weaknesses of others spiritually. And so I think it is possible, but I don't, I 
I don't believe a lay person or someone who's not actively in that world all the time is going to experience something like that, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's my theory or my opinion. Just my opinion. Well, I think it's pretty impressive that you've never encountered one with all of your- I've encountered things that pretend to be. I think I've encountered things that might lead, you know, we're checking a few boxes about what to expect, but I don't think, I definitely haven't uh, gone full demon, full out there, you know? So do people die and then they, for whatever reason, become a ghost and then they're just like out of boredom or out of fun or why, like what? They're just like, I'm a demon. And no, I mean, oh, pretending to be, I think people just, I think, I think people, I don't know. I've encountered spirits that act as if they just act really crazy and mean and aggressive and you can see that and experience that and be like oh yeah it's a demon you know like your first thought is like oh it's a demon right but really it's just a person being a absolute jerkwad but like sometimes you you know these evps where they're like growling or whatever so i'm like picturing like is it just some like mad man that died and he's just like trying to like mess with you sometimes yeah sometimes you know just somebody and and then you can get we don't know how they communicate through evp we don't know how it how how hard it is or if it takes a lot to do that so sometimes what they say can be confusing because you're like i don't it sounds really gruff and gravelly but like what if that's just the energy being expelled from whatever they're doing to try to communicate and you misrepresent it as a demon and then you start throwing holy water around and bring out your crosses and that guy that ghost is like ah Good Lord. No, I didn't. I just used to smoke a lot. Like, don't my voice isn't a demon. It's just really deep and gravelly. Yeah. It's just like, I just needed a break. I just, I just wanted to let you know that, you know, uh, my tombstone is wrong or like there's a, there's a mold in the attic or whatever it is. You know, it's like, who knows? They're trying to do good. Well, I was curious about just like general, just some general topics of the paranormal. I was curious your thoughts on yeah. them. Um, I'm wondering what you think about Ouija boards. I have a but a few Ouija boards. I have two right here, sitting in these boxes. Um, Ouija boards are they're not to me. They're, they're evil. Not any, no, they're the demons. No, see, no, they're definitely. No, we not. have we have debunked that. I, I have time after time, like had so many people on this podcast that like this is a not yeah. it's not a demon uh, toy uh, yeah. podcast. No, no, no. The uh, Ouija boards are something that was created, you know, a long time ago, and it was really a way for people to get close to each other in the dark. It was a parlor game. Uh, Hasbro bought it and turned it into basically a children's game. And it wasn't until the seventies that Hollywood sort of took the idea of the Ouija board and created it and made it into this like portal to demonic, whatever. So when people are like, Ouija boards are bad, Ouija boards are terrible. Like you never hear somebody say, 
you know, I was 40 years old and completely sober and hanging with my friends. And we decided to use the Ouija board and this crazy, crazy shit happened. It's more like I was a kid in my grandmother's house. We found it in the attic and we started using it. And this crazy stuff happened. Right. Um, and, you know, there is a thing called the idiomotor effect, which is a real thing. If you are blindfolded and your four people are blindfolded and they have their hands on the planchette, the Ouija board will not work. It will not work. Somebody in that group is unknowingly moving the planchette to make words, but they just don't know that they're doing it. Yeah, um, we tried doing that one time at one of my live shows. People were blindfolded on stage doing it, and it was like going all in yeah. all directions, not forming any sentences. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I, if you believe that you can communicate with ghosts or by using that piece of equipment, then it is the same concept uh, of you like holding a recorder or, uh, you know, using any sort of other paranormal equipment because the idea is I'm going to use this device to communicate with ghosts. Sure, if you believe that it works, use it to communicate with ghosts, but it's not going to open up some magical portal. If that were the case, girl, do you realize how many Ouija boards are made and are out there? Do you know how many weird demonic forces would just be like traipsing around uh -huh. like they there would be another you know minority group of individuals you know looking to vote like i th there would be so many of them it doesn't make any sense so when people say to me i need to get rid of my ouija board how do i get rid of it i'm like you may send it directly to me especially if it's old vintage worth money send it on over because I will take very good care of it and put it in my collection. Do you, have you ever encountered one that has some kind of energy attached to it? Um, I do have a story. Okay. So there is a, I have a Ouija board over here. If I could pull it out, I'm going to see if I can pull it out for you. Um, first off, let me get my giant Dali tarot out of the way. Ooh. Isn't that the most beautiful packaging you've ever it's seen? It's gorgeous. Let's look at Are you a tarot person? Oh, Ben, my husband collects tarot cards. Cool. He has, and he'll use them every once in a while. And uh, he has like, I don't know, 60 decks. Whoa. He's got 60 decks. Decks. <laughs> 60 decks? 60 yeah. decks. He has 60 decks, you guys. Each one's very different from the last. Um, okay, so I have these two boards just like casually chilling, right? Uh, they're both, I love they're, that they're one. both the same board, but they are from a different, different time period. One of them, this one's older. This one was found in an attic. And uh, the lady said, I don't want it. Can you have it? And I said, yes. But this board, so this board specifically, it's a bit... The it's William like Fold. That's yeah, like a like, mid-century kind of, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like 1950s, 60s. You can tell by these, you know, these little uh, classic, I don't know, white people. So, <laughs> diversity. The white so, people from the 50s on the packaging. I know, you can tell, you're like, mm, I'm sorry, yeah. but that is some white people shit to be like, let's go conjure up some demons. 
I know. She's like, you know, <laughs> let's have a you know, let's have some fruit cake and sit around in Bobby socks and conjure a demon. So this board specifically, I was at a an antique store in in Provincetown where I live. And I used to go, it doesn't no longer longer exist, but I used to go in there and like just walk around and say, got any weird stuff. And he knew that I was always looking for like weird out of this world things. And so I showed up one day and I was like, hey, you got any weird things? And he said, no, I don't, not, not today. And I was like, okay. So I like uh, turn away from the counter and I look at the shelves and there's one section of shelves that are completely empty because it's a consignment store. So when someone rents out that shelf section, then they will, you know, whatever, they'll put their stuff in it, but there was nothing on the shelves. I exit, I go to the back of the store, I peep around a bit and I didn't find anything. So I decided that I'm gonna leave. And as I'm leaving and passing the empty shelves again, the only thing sitting on any of the shelves is this Ouija board by itself. It was not there like five minutes prior, just sitting casually. And so I was like, huh, I took it. The only thing in a, on six shelves, the only thing. And I turned to the front desk guy six. and I was like, six, six, Ooh, six. <gasps> I turned to the front desk guy and I said, Hey, wh- what, a, where did this come from? And he goes, Oh, I don't know. And I was like, well, it was sitting here and it was not here. I just, did somebody put it there or, so he was like, I didn't see anybody. I don't know. I actually don't know where that came from. I have not seen it in the shop. Did it have a price tag? It did not. And I said, well, guess what? Is mine. <laughs> and so he, I think I paid, I don't know, 20 bucks. What happened? Was like, did it just oh, materialize? I don't know. That's the thing. I do not know the answer. It was not there five minutes prior to me finding it and he had no recollection of it showing up or being there and clearly i was like oh well it's going home with me <laughs> like there was no hesitation i was like well it's gonna come home with me there's a reason why this is in front of me and sitting here and so i bought it and i've had it for i don't know three or four years but that's a weird story i mean out of nowhere does it ever weird- reappear in places in your home <laughs> um Maybe it does and you don't notice it. No. I mean, if it, look, it's Sorry, been. Could you say that again? My apologies. I couldn't hear what you said. Okay. That was. I'm sorry. That was my Apple watch that is saying, sorry, I didn't hear you. Could you say that again? My apologies. I, I was not talking about Apple watch, was I? Did I say anything? Not that I heard. About, I think that the like, Ouija board said something and it activated it. I'm sorry. I think it, it was a demon. You were looking what? for demons. You found a demon. Episode over. Close. <laughs> Wait, mean, look at P.S. Look at I have little Ouija plancha earrings. Oh, my right God. Now. I love that. I have a my friend made me or sells these this planchette and it literally just says girl by on yeah. it. And so I wear it like to formal events. I put it on and just says, girl, bye. Oh my God. That's I love. Anyway, I don't know. Now my place is cursed, I guess, haunted because my watch is going off and talking to me. I have not moved that Ouija board in a very, very long time. And I just told its story and now it's got something to say. 
So I'll what let do you, you know. think of haunted dolls? You know, that's my haunted oh. dolls are my favorite thing in the world. I love haunted dolls. I think it's hard to determine whether a doll is haunted, but I think my favorite thing is like when you see a creepy looking doll in a vintage store, there's something about it sometimes. You're like, I feel a connection to this doll, right? And you're like, I need to take care of this doll. I need to take this doll home. And I think that's bizarre, but also really, really cool. Because- Have you done that? I've seen things in stores. Uh, yeah, like weird, vintage creepy looking things where I'm like, hmm, I feel like that should come home with me. Um, but I don't try to look into it too much. I just feel like I'm destined to have it. So I'm going to- you know, I'm going to take it with me kind of thing. Uh, I know that Greg and Dana Newkirk, who we all love and adore, they have a doll that when you pick it up, you can just like pick it up normal. But the longer that you hold it, the more you start treating it as if it were a real child. Unknowingly, like you just start like cradling it and like bur like rocking it and like hold you're not just like holding it by the arm you <laughs> sort of become this doll's caretaker for the time being and they've seen it they put it they bring their museum and they have it in the museum and they it happens all the time which is very strange huh. have you encountered i mean like besides that one have you encountered like a full-on haunted doll I mean, uh, not to the point where, not to like, I guess I've encountered a lot of haunted dolls where people are like, this doll is a haunted doll, uh -huh. right? And I've encountered a lot of dolls that I'm like, that thing is weird, <laughs> weird vibe, right? But I don't think I've uh, encountered something where I have had problems, if you will, because you know, People are like, this doll moves on its own, or like it, it like I think Amy Bruni, who I work with on Kindred Spirits, she has a story about a doll trying to set fire to her closet. I'm like, that's never happened. Uh, but I have definitely encountered dolls that give off weird ass vibes. And you bet believe I'm gonna take it home if I can take it home, if I'm allowed. Because, you know, every haunted doll needs a loving and caring family. Have you ever to been to eBay looking at haunted dolls? I have. But how can you? Oh, how do you know if it's really haunted? Because they say it's real. I know. So but that like, means it's real, Adam. Girl, let me. Wait a second. So that's how this works. This is a Victorian tear catcher. Back in the day in the 1800s. You would catch your tears in it after somebody dies. And when it fills up to the top, you are no longer in mourning. This is haunted. Is it really? No, it's not. No, oh. it's not. Oh. <laughs> but like, you were gonna, you believed it just because I was like, it's haunted, but it's not haunted. Like anyone could say anything is haunted. I mean, this is really cool. It's got, it carried the tears of the, you know, mourning. Do you cry into it? Yeah, only, only on the weekends. <laughs> Um, well, let's do a couple more quick little things here. Yeah. Let me ask you about some more, some more thoughts on things. Like, okay, I've been really into talking about Bigfoot lately. What do you think? I think Bigfoot is definitely 
something that could possibly exist. <laughs> yeah. I think so. I don't know what it would be. I, I like the idea that, you know, some people say Bigfoot is just the ghost of Neanderthal. That's interesting to me. Some people say Bigfoot's an alien. Some people think Bigfoot's an actual, like, you know, creature that sort of like wanders. But I think, you know, if you believe in ghosts, you sort of have to believe in everything just a little bit, like everything else, just a little bit. Like you can't be like, oh, I believe, I believe that someone has died and their spirit is sitting in front of me and can talk to me and move objects. But Bigfoot, no, that's too mm -hmm. much. You can't, I don't think, I don't think you can do that. I think, you know, you have to believe in everything just a little bit because there are reasons why people think Bigfoot exists, just like Loch Ness, just like aliens, just like gnomes and trolls and metaphysical creatures. There are stories that date, you know, centuries, thousands of years about different things wandering the earth. And so I think there is something to it and we all have to be open to it just a little bit. Would you ever go, uh, would you ever go look for Bigfoot? No, I hate the great outdoors. Sorry. <laughs> no amount of mosquito netting or spray nope. will work. Ticks, snakes. I don't want anything to do with any of it. I will encourage people. I will watch it. I will tune in. Yeah. But I, so, I'm not going. So we're going to go and we're going to film it and we're going to put it up on the YouTube. It would be so really fun. Uh it would probably be fun to watch me do it. It wouldn't be fun to go with me because I would constantly be like, I'd be afraid of things that aren't Bigfoot. But I'm just constantly like, I struggle with Bigfoot because, okay, I do think that if it is yeah. real, it's a ghost. All right. This is my, this is where I'm at right now and I'm constantly changing my mind. But right now, yeah. I think if it's real, it's a ghost. I think that when I see videos that people have captured a Bigfoot, I'm like, I don't believe it. I, I, mm. for the most part, I don't believe it. I feel like it's something else because you can't capture ghosts that well on camera. Um, yeah. Not I mean, you're, he you have a healthy skepticism, which is good. I mean, in all things paranormal and supernatural and weird, we should have a healthy skepticism. I don't think anyone, I mean, do I think someone's ever caught big, like Bigfoot on camera in a picture? No, I'm gonna say I just have a hard because time I think, with that. I know, I know. I, I this is what I was just I, saying, and I've already had people misconstrue <laughs> what I'm saying because I, you know, you always see videos of hunters. I don't. I'm not saying people should shoot Bigfoot. You don't. Which may or may not be a real thing to begin with. So before wow. we start debating that, I don't think people should. But I all I'm saying is that if I had a gun in my hand, I would feel really confident to go up to it and, and be like, take a picture with it, with a selfie. Yeah. Or or yeah. follow it home. I would stalk it. Sorry. Yeah. I would. Just because at this point, to prove that it's real, I would I would cross boundaries and I would stalk it and go to its home and wait outside its home for it to come back yep. out. I think that's exactly what people do, though. People literally are doing that. They are going and they're like, oh, this is a Bigfoot track. And they're trying to track 
Bigfoot back to wherever Bigfoot is going, right? People are doing, they, they're out there doing those kind of things. But I wonder if, so you've got people that are really into Bigfoot, right? They are a thousand percent on board with the Bigfoot. They think they've seen it. They've got a picture that they got of Bigfoot. I wonder if they feel the same way I do about ghosts in the sense that I can show you evidence of ghosts all day long and be like, yep, that's something else I caught, something else I caught. But if you don't believe me, I do not care because I'm beyond caring that you don't believe in ghosts specifically because I've seen it, I've interacted with them, I know it, here's evidence of it all day long, I can show it to you. But I'm not in the business of convincing you that it is, that they're real. And I'm wondering if Bigfoot people feel the same way. Like they're not in they're not in the business of convincing you because they know it exists and they've got evidence and they're just now exploring it a bit deeper. Do you believe in aliens? Well, first of all, Demi, Demi Lovato said that we're supposed to call them extraterrestrials, so I don't call Fine. them aliens anymore. Fine. Though I constantly They do. would know. They would know. They would know. Uh, I will say... Do I believe in them? Yes, I do believe in aliens. Um, I think... I don't know what they are. Um, I don't know where they're from. Um, Have you ever been abducted? It's my dream. But it hasn't come happened to, yet. Come visit me, and I'll take you on a. I'll take you on a thing. What do you mean? I'm gonna take you on. You a You gotta ship. hook no. up. Yeah, I'll get. I'll just call them up and be like, "Come to the ship." No. So where in Provincetown, Massachusetts, where I live, there is an abandoned Air Force base in Truro, and in Truro, there were when that was an operating Air Force base, there were tons and tons of abductions. This is one of the biggest areas for alien abduction besides you know nevada at this point in my opinion and like this painting that you see like this painting right here this painting right here that painting up there i have like 27 different works by this artist named bud hopkins and he is he was abducted by aliens here in provincetown and then wrote like four the first four books on alien abduction one is called missing time uh Girl, I'll take you out to this Air Force base. We will go to a spot where you can lay on the ground and you just watch stars sort of go in circles and like move in on themselves and then dart away weirdly. Like they don't, they're not stars. They're not playing. I saw that in Sedona. I went on like a, a thing and I, and I saw that for myself, like with night vision goggles. And it was, that was cool. Here. But yeah. I, I'm like, if shit goes down again, like, uh, I hope nothing bad ever happens in our lifetime, like a pandemic or anything. But if it does, I'm calling Andrea Perrin. <laughs> I'm packing a bag yep. and yep. I'm I'm getting Andrea Perrin and I'm going up. And I've decided that my job is going to be doing makeup for um, yeah. for them so that they can they can pass as humans better when they come down here. You're gonna have to hide that forehead line. I mean, their hairline is probably totally way back here. Which is easy. It's easy to work with. We need to pull the wig down. Exactly. I mean, it's it's much, yeah, that's that's not hard. We got that. They're gonna need like spirit gum. You know, a 10 lash. 
for the big eyes, they're going to need a bunch of lash, uh-huh. like lash on, lash on, Yeah, lash. we'll just like lay them next Very to each long. other. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I love Andrea. She has freaked me out a couple of times about uh, about her alien interaction. She definitely called, uh, She, I've seen her call actual ships. Like all of a sudden, they'll just be like this little dot in the sky. You're like, where did that come from? It was not there and it is not a plane. And you just sort of called them Andrea. We we know the weirdest people, y'all. I'm obsessed. Wait. Oh, my God. I just thought of something. You want to hear some EVPs? Yeah. I'll try to listen. I'll try to listen very closely. It's time for EVPs or EVPs. Okay. So, honestly, the last time I did this with you, you were, like, the only person in history to ever be like, wait, I need context. And I'm like, no, we don't do context here. We just hear voices and then make I you I need guess. context. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm such a dork. Um, no, I appreciate it. I think it's great. But to me, I'm always, like, I always get weird when I have on people that are, like, professionals because I don't want... I just take these off of YouTube. I don't want the people that posted them on YouTube to, like, feel like we're making fun of them or something because they are... Well, um, no. Here's the thing that you... You are in this world now. You are in the genre. And what you have to understand is people... We have to scrutinize evidence. We have to be tough on evidence. We have to be because... The more tough, the tougher you are on a piece of evidence and you can't figure it out, then there's something to it. If you can figure it out, throw it away. There are thousands of other things that you can look for. So don't, do not, yeah, do, do not feel bad. I mean, these people on YouTube need to have their evidence scrutinized so that they can do better. But also, I think the ones that I find typically, I think are pretty good. Great. Assuming that they're real. I think that they're pretty good. Um, it's just, it's also hard over Zoom. So I'll give them that. This first one, I don't have right. a location for it. It is just a right. ghost voice that was captured by Haunted Baytown. Love it. Okay, here we go. What is this ghost saying? Wait, let me do it again. Taking a piss. <laughs> There's definitely a lot of background noise, but it's like Wait. said that, like it's like says Wait. something. Do it again. Oh yeah, sit down. Sit maybe? down. It does sound like that. Sit down. Sit down. Okay, that's not what they believed. We're gonna guess now what they believed. It said, "Is it A? You're so tired. Damn. Is it B? Sometimes." Is it C, so teller, or D, ooh, saltines? Okay, play it one more time. So teller. So teller. So teller. It's definitely so teller. But sit down was a good guess. Sit down is a good guess without knowing. But see, here's the, the one thing that I love. I want everyone to think about this. So when we play EVPs for clients that we get, we don't tell them what it says. We let them tell us what they say. And if they 
how much more cool is it for someone who doesn't know the EVP to hear it and go, oh, that says sit down or, or so tell her, right? Totally. And you didn't tell them because then it goes, oh yeah, then we all heard the same thing. You hear it. The second you tell somebody it says sit down, of course they're going to hear it. You know? That's why I, I like to not give too much context. Like if I know, yeah. if I, if it says on YouTube, like, after we asked, what's your name? It said Veronica. Like, I don't usually say until after we've listened to them. Then I'll be like, yeah, they asked what the name was and they said Veronica. Veronica. Um, I just want to yeah. know if you can hear But no, Veronica. that's a, I mean, I, I definitely hear, I definitely hear what they, what they say, say it's, you So know. tell her. Go so tell for her. it. What, what tell it, her. What were they telling her? Just tell her. Um, okay, well, we're going to do one tell more. Tell her about it. Tell that's her everything. Okay, we don't have the licensing for that. So only- it was less than it was less than ten seconds. You're right. <laughs> okay, next one is um, the Hampshire Ghost Club. I'm I'm assuming it's Hampshire. The Hampshire Ghost that. Club, oh. which is a uh, it's at a haunted theater in is it Hampshire or Hampshire, UK? Hampshire. Uh, oh God, I don't, you've traveled I don't more than me. I don't know anything. Hampshire. 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 We're going with Hampshire. Old Hampshire. Okay. Uh, what is this one saying? Uh, one more time. It's a creepy whisper. Yeah. It's hard. It has an accent. It has a British accent. Yeah, I hear that which too. Which is awesome. Uh, it has a British accent. I hear that. I don't know what it's saying, but I hear the accent, which is cool in and of itself, because sometimes you're like, you don't even hear that. Well, I'll give you some options. Please. Is it a cam model? Maybe it was a cam model. (laughs) Could be. Is it B, come on? Is it C, kill them all? Or is it D, Okay, amor. Like with a tongue roll. Tongue roll. Look, as much as I want it to be Walter Mercado. Kill them all. Wait, what? As much as I want it to be kill them all or cam model, let me hear it one more time. <laughs> I mean, kill them all. It's come on. Come on. Come on. Wait, let's do it again. Oh, cam. Kim. Amor. See, I hear. Okay, amor, amor. Like I do hear roll. the rolling R, but like, what if it's saying K amor? Okay, amor. What did that? What that's, would that be? That's like okay, love. That's what I think. It, that's what I hear personally. K amor. I think it's saying K amor. Yeah, I agree. It's a ghost who is kind of. Sassy, like okay, love. Okay, love. Whatever. Okay, love. Love is love. Okay, love. <laughs> I love that. See those two, those two EVPs that you've shown me. I like them. I mean, sometimes it's fun to listen to them out of context because you can't really overthink it. But I like it. You know, it's uh, it's too definitely something somebody's saying. As long as they, everyone in the room has been accounted for. That's a cool. That those are EVPs. Yes, ding, you ding, heard ding, it here ding, first ding, from an expert. Um, <laughs> well, you know, I guess we can just wrap it up. Uh, 
I know. Okay. I know. Mm-hmm. Unless there's Whatever. anything else that we sh- I mean, I, of course, there's a million things we could also talk about, but I'm sure I but... don't want to take up all your time. You've got things to do. You're traveling. You're doing, you're going on. Where are you going? I, so this weekend going to, well, it's probably won't air. It'll air. I've already aired, but this weekend I'm going to Ohio for the, uh, Ohio State Reformatory convent. There's like a convention there, uh, and then in June we will be at Belvoir Winery for Strange Escapes. I will be at the Sheboygan Asylum at the beginning of July, uh, and then we go on a Strange Escapes European Ghost Cruise. Oh my! In God. July, leaving out of Southampton, doing two ports in Spain, two ports in. Paris, I think the catacombs are involved, Stonehenge is involved. So that's I'm looking forward to that for sure. That is so cool. I know. And if anybody wants, you know, to hang out with us or to find out where we are, you can visit my website, Adam Barry, Adam Dash, excuse me, Adam Dash Barry.com uh to see where we're gonna be. And I have this this cute little hoodie that says haunted life, this embroidered cuteness oh yeah your products are, tell people where to get your stuff yeah so you can get adamberrymerch.com you can get this cute little haunted life uh zip and i've got a ghost t-shirt and hats and magazines and tote bags and all kinds of fun fun things you know that i just throw out there and see if anybody wants i mean i love it i wear it all the time super it's com- cute it's comfortable it's pandemic wear i love it wait when you go to um Wait, what's the, I say, I'm always like, I never know the exact word, like haunted mental health facilities. Like, you know, like so many of them are like lunatic asylum, like whatever the wording was. But when you go to those, what is, what do you notice about that kind of activity? Is it different? I mean, I assume it's much different from other places. Oh yeah. Depending on where you are, it can seem chaotic, very chaotic, sporadic. Uh, no pattern specifically, Um, sometimes very agitated. Like you'll hear like bang, 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 bang. Or like you'll hear, I think one day we heard somebody, it sounded as if somebody was walking down the hallway towards us, dragging their foot. It was like a step drag. That's not the kind of drag we like, like. No, 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 dear. But it's, it's, uh, it's very much, the activity in a mental facility is is very much the activity you would expect. It's confusing, disorienting, uh, sometimes very loud and quick, and then it stops. Um, and that's why when we investigate specifically these locations, we have to be very sympathetic. You know, I know there are a lot of people that go in and be like, if you don't talk to us, we're gonna get the warden or get them whatever. Yeah, yeah. And if I were a spirit in that, still having that sort of mental issue, I would not talk to you if you were threatening me. So you have to be very, very calm and like sort of give yourself over to whatever's going to happen so that they, your energy matches the comfort level that they need to interact with you because it can be very crazy. I feel like literally sometimes, sometimes when I watch shows where they go to those places, I've noticed like, um, some kind of creature lives there now. It's turned into some kind of 
monster yeah. in the building. Like, does, how, what has that I've, been like for you? Uh, okay, there are a few places that we've gone where we feel that there is something that's controlling the environment. Like, uh-huh. specifically, I think uh, Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum is one of those places where you're trying to get information and get these spirits to interact with you, but it seems as if there is something bigger and more powerful than these spirits watching what they do and controlling what they can and cannot do. And when I imagine that that thing in my brain, it it is sort of this weird inhuman creature manifestation that sort of controls the pawns being the inmate, the, the, you know, the patients that are still there goes back to an aggregor or a tulpa or things that are energetically created that never exist, uh, which we've encountered on kindred mm-hmm. spirits. It reminds me of that kind of thing. Like there is something here that's a bit more powerful and controlling than everybody else. Uh, but it, uh, but it's easy to control because it's never existed before. If that makes sense. Well, oh. ah, that's a whole new podcast. That's interesting because it's like these these things, you know, thought forms, whatever people want to call them, that never were a human. So it's almost like, are you saying that it's so it's easier to since it's kind of like a story created these or many stories, you can almost rewrite the story. Is that true? Hundred percent, hundred percent. Like when we did um. The investigation with Zombie Boy, yes. which is they said there was this little boy here, and we realized that he was created. That, that that never happened. We sat down for a very long time and like gave him attributes. We said how he died. We said who his father was. We said his father died in the Civil War. We gave him all these things, and we sat across from each other and just talked about what we knew about Zombie Boy. And then you know, 24 hours later, Chip. Coffee, our psychic that we work with, is picking up. He's like, what's the Civil War? What what does Civil War have to do with it? You know, he was psychically getting information from this Topa, this this Agrigor, that we had given, like we, it was us. It was us giving them attributes. And it was like answering questions about what their mother's name was and how many sisters he had and all of this stuff. So in that, in that same token, you can reverse it by not communicating with them or not interacting with them or saying you don't exist. You don't know who you are. You're not who I'm looking for to talk to, you know, Mm. it's like reverse. It's just reversing the, it takes a while, but you're just basically reversing the, you know, the storyline. Oh, interesting. Which I think also Bigfoot is sort of something like that. Look, Bigfoot I mean, I don't know if there are any kids listening, but there's Bigfoot. Like, Santa Claus is real. Santa Claus is real, if you think of it that way. You know what I'm saying? Like, really Well, yeah, there's a lot of energy going into talking about Santa Claus. Really real. So then how many things are out there like that on the negative side? The boogeyman, the black-eyed children, the candyman, the Easter bunny. You know how messed up that could be? Well, my scariest one, since I don't like being interrupted when I'm sleeping, is the tooth fairy. Oh, my God. Some lady coming in my room looking for my old, crusty teeth. 
No. Yeah, but you know what? It wouldn't it wouldn't look like a lady. It would look like a conglomerate mashup of what everyone thinks the tooth fairy looks like. So it'd be all deformed and messed up with like half hanging off like wings and like hair and like it would be messed up because it's just a conglomerate of what everyone thinks the tooth fairy is in their own way. Oh, that is messed up. Sleep well. Ah! Well, hopefully I won't lose any teeth anytime soon at this point. (laughs) Thank you so much to Adam Berry. If you want to hear us talking about a haunted eBay doll, go to patreon.com slash rawsdresvelez. Link in the description. And hey, rate the show five stars on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever. You can leave a nice review. Tell me how much you love the show or leave a ghost story in a review. You could follow me on social media at Roz Hernandez on Instagram at It's Roz Hernandez on TikTok and Twitter. And uh, we have a Facebook group called Ghosted by Roz Hernandez. And um, yeah, that's about it. I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye! Star Bands Avenue, a podcast network.